hello again, I'm Tony Payne and welcome to another edition of The Painful Truth. And this is the third and final in our little summer holiday series of semi-lighthearted but hopefully encouraging posts of spiritual lessons taken from the extraordinary world of golf. I hope you've had a chance over the summer holidays to get outside and have some exercise and some refreshment to stroll through God's good green creation, to chat with friends, to do something a bit meaningless and not too taxing, but also something that's purposeful and makes you think, uh, something that challenges you and gives you exercise, something that takes a little while and gets you out of the house, something that you can enjoy but also struggle with and then achieve some satisfaction over, something that allows you at the end to sit down around a table under a shady tree with a drink and chat with friends. In other words, to play a round of golf. Now, I do understand, or at least I try to understand, why everyone doesn't enjoy that experience as much as I do. But for those who do, and even for those who don't, here's another spiritual lesson taken from the world's most beautiful and frustrating game. And today's lesson is the importance of forgetting the last shot. Picture the scene if you can. I've smashed just for once a soaring drive down the middle of the fairway. And then I've followed that up with a piercing three iron that rolls up, just evading the bunker to come to rest a few feet from the edge of the green. And there I stand, having taken just two shots to be on the very edge of the green on a par five. I look across with a significant look in my eyes at my playing partners, and they give an appreciative nod. Well, 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 who would have thought? And there I am. I just have to chip the ball up onto the green, and then it's a rare putt for a four and a birdie. Now, worst case, I guess, would be two putts and a five, but that would be an easy and very satisfying par. So all is well. Unless. Unless it all goes terribly wrong. Anxiety starts to nibble at the edges of my mind. What if I totally mess this up like I did last time? It wasn't that long ago. I was in the same rare position. I was just off the green on a par five for two, feeling heroic. But then I stubbed the chip and advanced the ball a pathetic three feet. Then caught the next one thin and sent it scudding across the green into the bunker. Then took two to get out of the bunker. Then three putted and then fumed off the green writing 10 on my card. Now, this is the one thing I absolutely must not do. I must not repeat that fiasco. Just forget about it. It's history. Don't even think about it. Don't think about your playing partner's reaction if you were to do it again. Just relax. This is easy. Look, only an idiot would mess up this opportunity again. The result, of course, is inevitable because the weight of the past is just too heavy for an average golfer like me. And the more you dwell on the past, and even try to convince yourself not to repeat it, the more inexorably the anxiety and the memories bear down and paralyze you. This is one of the elusive skills of golf, the ability to forget the last shot and all the other bad shots of the past. To play good golf, you have to obliterate from your mind the failures and frustrations of the past and focus just on this shot, the one in front of you, with a free and untroubled confidence. Now, very few golfers can do this consistently 
and you know who they are. They're the ones who are at the top of the leaderboard. But it's not just golf. Can you imagine how good life would be if we could truly escape the burden of the past? If we could escape the humiliations and hurts and damage of the past? There are lovely platitudes about this, of course. Live in the moment. Leave your past in the past. Yesterday's gone. Yesterday's gone. But it's as difficult in life as it is in golf. Because guilt and hurt have a way of taking up residence. They linger. They linger in our lives like unwelcome house guests. There are memories and feelings and consequences that we find almost impossible to escape. They stay with us and they boil over in the present and we mess up all over again. We do even more damage and lay down new scar tissue. And so the cycle of hurt and anxiety and failure just continues. Now imagine being free of all that. Imagine being able to begin each day with a completely satisfied and untroubled confidence of being able to look back on all our yesterdays without guilt or anxiety or hurt, with nothing to condemn ourselves for, and with no bitterness or anger towards those who've done us wrong. This is the stunning and unique possibility that the Christian gospel offers. A fresh start every day. All the sins of yesterday and all the days before washed away by the blood of Jesus, paid for in full, with no condemnation remaining, being freely and completely justified, just if I had never done them at all in the first place. It's an extraordinary offer, an extraordinary truth. But it's not only that we're forgiven in full through the gospel, we're also set free to forgive others. Forgiving others is part of the same liberating work that the gospel does in our lives. The gospel moves us and requires us to extend to other people the same forgiveness that God has granted to us, to wipe their past away as well when it comes to what they've done to us. Malice and bitterness and revenge, these all belong to our old lives that were crucified and washed away at the cross of Jesus Christ. And this is freedom, it seems to me, real freedom, to be able to start again each day with a clean slate, to have regrets and recriminations washed away, to be at peace with God and with myself and with other people, and all of it because of the cleansing blood of Jesus Christ. I can face up to being a golfer that can't forget the last shot. But I don't think I can really face up to myself and to other people without the liberating, cleansing, forgiving love of God, the love that's been poured into my heart by the Holy Spirit. If the sun sets us free, we really are free indeed. I hope you were encouraged by that little reflection about how the gospel enables us to start each day afresh, to forget the past, to wipe it away clean, and to approach each day and each moment and each relationship and each conversation with a clean conscience, with a fresh and untroubled confidence in what God has done for us, with a freedom of being able to relate to other people and love them 
not on the basis of our past hurts or even the hurts they've done to us, but of a clean and fresh start that God gives us in the gospel. This has been one of the free public editions of The Painful Truth that I've been doing over these summer holidays. They've all been free over summer. I thought that was the fun and right thing to do. But as of next week, we'll revert back to our normal pattern, which is to put out a free one every three or four weeks or thereabouts, uh, but then to have the weekly Painful Truth only for those who are partners. To become a partner, it's pretty simple. You just head over to the website, that's thepainfultruth.online, and you can sign up to be part of the inner circle, the inner ring, the elite of The Painful Truth, who receive every edition every week and who can participate in discussions about those sorts of things as well. And who also get painful extras every now and then as I send out you know, working manuscripts, works in progress and that kind of thing. Just head over to thepainfultruth.online and you can find all about that. Uh, you can hit the subscribe button on the website and follow the options through there to become a partner. And if you want to know why I'm doing things this way, why I have this partner scheme, there's an explanation over there at the About page. It's essentially to support the writing work that I do. About half the work I do in ministry is at the University of New South Wales, working with students and trainees. And about the other half of the work I do is trying to write things, not only like The Painful Truth, but other resources and books and articles and essays uh, for Christian ministry and to extend the cause of the gospel. And that needs some supporting. It's not easy to pay for writing work. And The Painful Truth is one way I'm raising some funds to do that. So if you do want to become a partner and support me in that writing work, that's how you can do it. Well, that's all for me for this episode of The Painful Truth. I'm Tony Payne. Thanks for being here and for listening. Bye for now. 